The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 204 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. Our topic today is Artists Unite to Triumph Over Health Adversity. Health adversity occurs because of physical or mental health conditions or because of health-related challenges that people are born with or because of serious accidents. Health adversity creates obstacles for children, adults and seniors in fulfilling their abilities. But the obstacles can be worked around by caring communities, including families, family caregivers, and paid personal service workers, among others. It can be worked around, the obstacles can be worked around with technology, such as walkers and wheelchairs, artificial limbs, braces, and protective headgear, and computers that read text in a computer-generated voice, and that's something which enables someone living with cerebral palsy which he'd had since birth, who'd never had a voice to talk with me on this talk show. And then obstacles can also be worked around in various ways with service dogs. Now, helped by workarounds, people facing health adversity can successfully pursue purposes that require their abilities, can create things of value to them, to others, and to those who follow them. And can, people can triumph over adversity, which is why our topic today, Artists Unite to Triumph Over Health Adversity, is so important. To discuss it, our guests are Christine Bayer and Jerry Ford. Christine is a watercolor, mixed media and acrylic artist. In 2001, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and gradually lost the use of her dominant right hand. With the encouragement and support of her husband, she was able to teach herself to paint with her left hand. Since 2007, she's been able to continue exhibiting and selling her art for others to enjoy. Then in 2008, she co-founded Art de Triomphe, a member-driven, not-for-profit association to build awareness that persons with disabilities can and do make a meaningful and unique contribution to the cultural fabric of our communities. Jerry grew up in an Ontario city small enough for him to participate in almost anything that was going on, but large enough to have a university. Then at age 28... 
and this is his word, his storybook life was severely affected by the onset in him of multiple sclerosis. Now, he refused to buy into the prognosis he was given, and 36 years later, he continues the daily fight to maintain his quality of life. The tension caused by sharing his body with a monster, that's his word, means that he celebrates every sacred moment and looks to the future full of hope. Hope, he says, lives in everyone, though it's often hidden. But many hopes intertwined create a safety net. His safety net, he says, is several people deep. So, welcome to the show, Christine and Jerry. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Christine, first question for you. Please tell us more about your life story. Christine? Okay. Um, well, let's see. I was born and bred in Montreal, Quebec. Uh, I am first-generation Canadian. So I speak three languages fluently, which is really nice. Um, I lived most of my life in Montreal. I studied finance at Concordia University, and my career was mostly in banking. Um, I've always been very physically active. Uh, summers I cycled long distances. That was my thing. I played golf and tennis. In the winter, I cross-country or downhill skied. Um, in my spare time, Time. I mostly, uh, I read, I love to read, and I paint. Um, painting is my, was my thing. Uh, like you said, in November 2001, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, which affected my right side. Uh, within two years, I had to stop uh, being physically active, and I had to stop working at the same time. Um, I was still able to paint until 2005 when I did lose the total use of my right hand at that point. Um, in 2006, I met and moved to Aurelia to be with my husband, Jerry, who is with me on this call. And uh, Jerry did um, urge me to try to paint using my left hand. Um, in late 2006, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Trying to paint with my left hand took my mind off my treatments. In July 2007, we moved to Coburg, Ontario. I continued painting all this time, and now I am also cancer-free. I'm a cancer survivor. That's my life. <laughs> Thank you, Christine. Jerry, please tell us more about your life story. Ah, well, I mentioned that I had a storybook life, and it was indeed that. I started off coming out of school with options coming out my, uh, my ears, but of course that was common in the 60s, the late 60s, because there was more talent, or rather there was more jobs than there were talent. I wound up going to a program where I became a chartered accountant fairly soon after uh, starting working diligently and very hard, paid off. I had a storybook life, as I said, sort of the wife, children, mortgage, pets, all of the things that were there. Everything was clicking. I was going along very well. Having a wonderful time, building a career, building a life. And then when I got sidetracked with MS, I got into the view of the situation where I was constantly denying it trying to live instead of it, in spite of it. And every time it, I went to the bat with it, it wound up winning. 
So gradually my time fighting caused greater, uh, greater damage, if you like, but greater progress. So as I continued to fight it and continue to grow with it, by the time I was 40, I had to acknowledge to everyone in the world that indeed I had this disease that was had now by now put me on a cane and very quickly led to continued deterioration. And as I went further downhill physically, I found that my spirits actually got better because instead of fighting this thing, which was um, this monster that I had in me at the time, I started not to feel it as, view it as a friend, but at least it became a companion, if you like, an unwanted companion, all right, for sure. But it was definitely a companion that I had to consider as I went through life. So I started to modify my point of view from the time I was about 40. And I started getting involved much more heavily in disability issues and embracing, in fact, this this new life I had. I've been, I was now being forced upon me. And I found that by embracing it and trying to live with it, roll with the punches, as it were, rolling with the punches made it an awful lot easier to cope with the challenges that are there, the adversity that I had to, to face. And not that my adversity was unique. Everybody has adversity in their lives, but mine had a special element to it in that as I am sort of declining physically, my friends are going off to play tennis. They're going off to do various things. So I find that my world is shrinking, but their world is expanding. And that was a very difficult thing to accept. Right. Now, we're going to talk more about these things in a moment in the next um, couple of segments. But I'd now like to ask Christine, you founded Art de Triomphe. Tell us what it does and what you want it to achieve. Christine? Yes. Um, I want to correct you. I co-founded Art de Triomphe with Jerry, actually. Um, And uh, basically, it's because I wanted to be able to have a group, meet a group of artists who were in a similar situation like me, who were, had a disadvantage by being disabled, no matter what the disability. And uh, so Art de Triomphe came about, and it provides a comforting and supportive environment where we can explore our creativity and we can actually showcase our work, which is really great. Um, it's also a great way to promote awareness with the community that people with disability can and do and make a, a significant, unique contribution uh, to our community. Um, we use creativity to triumph over the adversities life presents is the goal of Art the Triumph. That is really the big big sentence. Um, the members of Art the Triumph are happy with their success and are very aware that there are a number of frail seniors and persons with disabilities across Northumberland, our area, who have the need to be included because that's really the biggest problem when you do have the adversity, uh, physical, mental, whatever, is to actually be included in different things. 
Um, Got it. Chris, Christine, I'm sorry to do this. Uh, There's always a tyranny of time in these things. I'm going to interrupt Mm -hmm. you, but you will have a chance to continue to talk about this this, or give us this explanation. Jerry, just quickly from you, please could you tell us uh, about the creative arts that Art de Triomphe supports and just a word about how it provides the support. What are the arts, in other words? Well, the arts would include... Certainly painting and drawing, and painting in all, all mediums, if you like. Photography, we have, some, uh, we have a sculptor, a wood sculptor, but he's not had many students at this point in time. Um, we are starting, actually it started already, exploring other mediums. Uh, I guess the most important one would be working with clay, is coming up, I believe, in another week or so, so that there's going to be all of these physical, if you like, hand-work kind of mediums. In addition, we also offer writing. I believe we will be in a position to offer music to people fairly soon. We have two poets that are involved with us, uh, one of which is disabled. So when you look at the spectrum of, of creative arts, it's really very, very broad. The question is more a matter of what don't we have? And what don't we have is, of course, a very long list. But as people come out of the, out of the, uh, in from the cold, if you like, and want to embrace one of these things, if there's something that we don't have a person to help them with, then I will find somebody that will be involved. Sounds great. Now, I'm, we're going to take the break. Um, this is Dr. Gordon Etherly, and my guests are Christine Bayer and Jerry Ford. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio for Powell River. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg 
at FamilyCaregiversUnite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Christine Bayer and Jerry Ford. Our topic is Artists Unite to Triumph Over Health Adversity. Let's talk now about the ways in which Art de Triomphe celebrates triumph over adversity and helps people triumph. Christine, this phrase, Art de Triomphe celebrates triumph over adversity, what does that mean? And can you give us some examples? Christine? Well, living with adversity could mean many things. Um, As you said previously, some of our members are physically disabled uh, from birth, due to sickness, disease, or accidents. Some have been affected cognitively as well. Um, Also, some of our members' quality of life has diminished over time as they age. Um, So Art de Triomphe basically works with all these people, uh, and we work with the people because the members themselves, we are also physically disabled or we have our basically, so we're able to help them quite well. That means you're a community. As a group of you, you're in fact forming a community, aren't you, together? Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Right. Jerry, let me ask you now, what does triumph over adversity mean at Art de Triomphe? Please give us some examples of that. Sure. Uh, First, one must understand what adversity is. And adversity for me and adversity for you or for another person couldn't be quite different. Adversity means something that's a barrier to us enjoying life, getting on with living. So if someone has, for example, um, a reticence to pick up a pen and try to write something, then that's a barrier to them communicating with other people. It's a barrier to them living fully. So when we speak about adversity, it depends on the individual. We can find all kinds of ways to identify that and help them really understand where their barrier is. So adversity is just that unique. Having said that, there is a lot of commonality. Now, for example, we can overcome adversity in an art class by simply getting people to dab with paint. Most people haven't picked up a paintbrush since they were a child. So they pick up a paintbrush and they start, oh my, look at the pretty colors. Look at what I can do with this and that. And you show them different things about how they can move the paint. And it it really is enlightening to see their faces just to realize that they can make something that it's got color. It's got something that's vibrant. And so triumphing over adversity is something that depends on their their situation. But as they triumph, they start to unfold, if you like. It's like a flower blossoming. And these people start to to develop. Now, some examples would be certainly uh, in the case of, of art. We had an example, a very good example last time at the outreach session we were painting, and we had an uh, older lady from the uh, one of the retirement homes who was there, and she was quite concerned about everything as she went. Well, my gosh, she started to paint 
and she started painting with unusual materials, let me tell you. By the time she's done, she had something that was worth taking home. It was a beautiful, it looked like a, a surreal or an impressionistic vase of flowers. It was beautiful. This woman now has, she'll be back. She'll be back and she's really, really interested in what she's doing because it's something that stimulated her. It's helped her find that creative spark that's inside her. And that's, that's what it's all about. Now, let's just take that idea, Christine, of the creative spark. Um, some people may know that they have that spark, and some people may not. I don't know, but my, that's my guess. So, please, could you tell us about the ways in which Art de Triomphe helps people recognize and understand their creative sparks, their innate abilities? And if you can, please give us... Uh, some examples. Christine? Yes. Um, some of our members recognize some of their, their abilities from the past because they used to paint or they were a photographer or they used to use their what they call uh, little cameras, the brownie cameras. Um, so they had an idea that this is what could be done because they used to be able to do that. Um, the wonderful part about Art de Triomphe is with time, their abilities improve or they change their styles, um, and it's really quite nice to see. Uh, we don't let adversity get in the way of being able to create art, uh, so we try our best uh, through our programs and just by being together at shows and so on, and we will see uh, what we will give opinions and will help in whatever way we can. Um, during our outreach sessions, um, all the members are basically, any member can participate and learn something new, and we encourage each other. We always provide a positive environment to, to be creative, which is probably the most important thing uh, to be able to help and to show them ways of doing uh, different things when it comes to painting or photography. And uh, it's, it's quite interesting to see the outcomes of this. But, yes, we do uh, help by being there for them. That is the biggest thing. In other words, as I'm feeding back to you what I'm hearing. What you're doing is supporting people as they reach out to their abilities or recall their abilities from the past for any reason. And in that way, you're pointing to their creativeness and enabling them to use it in a supportive environment. Christine, um, is that a fair summary? Yes, I, I can also say that a lot of the times it's in our heads. We look at things and we're saying, oh, it's not so nice. But then when other people look at it and they realize that it is nice what they're doing and they're getting better and they need that positive reinforcement. So, yes, it is as a group uh, we do this. And as we're getting more and more, uh, we've been together since 2008, there's a couple of that, that have left and new ones that have come, become members, and uh, it's really incredible to see uh, the work, how it's progressed. It's quite nice, but yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Right. 
great. Jerry, please tell us about the ways in which Art de Triomphe helps people make the fullest use of their innate abilities. Christine has already spoken about some of those things, but please talk, tell us more about it. And again, give us some examples. Yes, certainly. Well, one of the things we must remember is everybody has different levels of creativity in them. And our program is all about helping people uncover their creativity. It's not about creating great art. And that's one of the biggest barriers we have at the very outset because people say, oh, well, I can't draw. Oh, I can't paint. I can't do a circle. I can't draw a straight line. And this is all, the, all of these things are barriers to them that just feed into their, uh, their situation of isolation, the adversity that they are facing. So one of the things we must do first is make them understand that we are not about great art. We're not, worry, we're not about straight lines. We're about you expressing yourself in a way that is most fitting. And so by then leading them through things, and Christine is excellent at this, of taking people's, people through a particular picture. Let's say we're going to look at a picture and try and reproduce something from that. She's helping them look at it through their own eyes. And through their own eyes is quite different often than what you see on the original paper that you're looking at. So helping people recognize it is their creative spark we're looking for. It's their expression. And the real completion, if you like, of this circle is what it makes them feel like inside. Now, when you see this happening, and it, it can happen in, it'll happen in an hour or an hour and a half class, if you like, where you've got somebody that starts off with nothing that's going on with them. They don't have a particular interest. They, well, I mean, they're curious about it. And I use this older woman as an example once again. She started off at the very beginning being quite tut tut. I can't do this. I'm not sure I can do that. What, how do I hold the brush? This kind of thing. And at the end, her confidence level is significantly different. It's completed this loop as you go back around. That she's learned a great deal about herself and her possibilities are for development just in an hour and a half. So that's a, probably the best example I could give you because that's the most recent. But we see this time and time again. As people understand that it's their ability that we're looking for and what their ability does for them. We're not interested in, in uh, competing. It's not a competition. This is a competition only if you choose to make it a competition with yourself. But that's it. Christine, back to you just quickly. What I'm hearing then is the art is what their ability leads them to create. And it's the effect on them and the message that it gives to them themselves and to others that is the secret of this work, this artwork that you're doing. Is that a little bit right, what I've just said? Christine? Um, I, I'm not sure. Um, I think that they, every, every single member um, does their art differently. 
And even though sometimes we might be doing the same thing because it's a lesson, it's a workshop, but they tend to use their own imagination and their own, um, you know, how they can do it. We have one woman who's a mouth painter. Obviously, her work, and she's actually a very good mouth painter, um, her work is done differently than somebody like myself who has to use a different, my, my other hand, and so on. Um, and that's only in painting. So I think everybody, each one of us, tries to do uh, something that, that that is speaking to us, basically, and that produces a piece of art, and yeah. we feel good about it. And the piece of art, and I'm not trying to second-guess you here, the piece of art is the result of what they've done uh, in the way that they do it, in the way that their creativity leads them, and that, for, I think, is a very powerful message. Now, once again, uh, we need to take the break, so we'll do that now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guests are Christine Bayer and Jerry Ford. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio for Power River. Please stay with us. We're coming back. which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Christine Baer and Jerry Ford. Our topic is Artists Unite to Triumph Over Health Adversity. I want now to talk with you both about the future of Art de Triomphe. So, Christine, what's next for you in widening the community that Art de Triomphe reaches? I would like to just go back two minutes or a little bit. We started with five members. We were all doing art one way or another, 
And now we're up to 25 members. Some are supporting members, so they're not disabled, but they're, they're actually helping. That's what they like to do is they help us at shows and just at workshops and so on. And we had started just by having shows, but then we decided that we needed something more, so we developed an outreach program. And this is where we work with people. It's designed to, to bring artistic workshops across the county to encourage people whose lives have been diminished by age, disability, or whatever, to actually, you know, give them a new, a renewed meaning in life when we use creative expression. That's basically what it's about. Now, Art the Triumph started in Coburg, Ontario, with the plan that eventually it will be through the whole region, Northumberland region. This spring, we actually expanded into Port Hope, which is really exciting for us. And um, earlier this year, we were asked by Peterborough Council for Persons with Disability to do a presentation on our outreach program at a big inclusion conference, which is just happening next week, actually. So that is one way of expanding, uh, basically, is through conference, people just getting to know us and to see our work and so on. Right. Jerry. What are the challenges that you have overcome already to achieve the things that Christine's just been talking about? And what are the challenges that you think you're going to have to overcome in widening the community? I know that's not exactly the phrase that Christine was using, but in the sense of reaching out to more people, getting more people interested and going broader. So what are the, talk to us, Jerry, about the challenges, please. Well, I, I think the challenges we've encountered are very much like the, the challenges that we will have to overcome uh, as we go forward because we've we have challenges here locally that we have overcome and addressed. However, every community is very similar in terms of how they deal with people with disabilities and, and impairment. So we are going to encounter virtually the same challenges everywhere. And those challenges are things like reticence to provide resources for people with disabilities and older folks to actually undertake these things. People are in um, retirement homes, for example. Retirement homes have a counselor. They usually have somebody that is designed, their job is to, in fact, keep people going, keep people involved. We have run across a retirement home here who has basically turned a sour note, or rather given us a sour smile, if you like, because this particular person feels that we're trying to usurp their job. And that is not the case at all. We're, in fact, trying to augment it. But one of the other challenges that we have run into is some of these agencies that have a large number of people to look after and not too many resources are very quick to try and offload their responsibilities on community organizations. And so we've had to be rather firm about how this happens. In other words, if somebody comes to us as a student who is very, very challenged, that person has to be have a care attendant with them. That works very well. But without that, it simply becomes a uh, situation where we are 
functionally a part-time caregiver for a while, which is not not really the role we're, we're looking at. Our role is very much to expand people's horizons, not to simply babysit the uh, babysit for a while. Just a quick comment back to you. So, in in other words, this is some degree of integration into the care system, maybe even at times the healthcare system, whereby what you're doing, in some way, has to work with. And, and be accepted and supported by the system that's caring for people in other ways. Jerry, is that right? Oh, yes, I would say that uh, you're on the money. The person that is involved, it's not the system is the problem, it's the, the staff in the, in the system. The particular person's attitude is what has the most important feature. That's the most important feature. Because that person's attitude, if it's positive, if it's encouraging, it will have a very strong impact on the growth of this program. Right. Now, Christine, do you have plans for building interest in Art de Triomphe programs in other communities across Canada and the U.S.? And if you do, what, do you, what, what sort of plans do you have? How do you see this evolving? Christine? I would love that it would go over everywhere, Canada and the States. Uh, but right now, uh, at this time, we're really concentrating on promoting in our region and the surrounding areas. Um, as you know, we, we are challenged ourselves, so it's, it's, it's a little difficult to need to go further because if we have to start traveling to do the program or to teach somebody to do the program, it's, it's still a major undertaking for us. Uh, financially and needing dependent care and so on. So in the meantime, we're staying, we're concentrating on our area, and people seem to get interested. They they, they kind of learn about it through their different things that are happening. Um, but I have to say that other communities um, in Ontario have heard about Art de Triomphe and our work, usually through newspaper write-ups and the exhibitions and shows that we uh we, are, we attend or we show our work at, which is very amazing. Uh, some are juried, some are just to show our work, and uh, it's one way of really showing what we can do. And that's our biggest way at this point to give the word of uh, Art de Triomphe. Christine, this is a very leading and loaded question I'm going to ask you. Um, would it be right, then, to say that uh, this talk show, this episode that you're uh, my guest on, um, will be helpful to you in getting them the idea across in such a way that anywhere in the U.S. and Canada, um, where there's interest, um, the people who are interested could approach you in some way. It, would you welcome that or do you feel you're not ready for it? Please answer that question. No, I would welcome that for sure because it's we have we have a pattern. We know what we're doing. It's just that we do try. It took us two years to get it into another area, and um, so I know how hard it is. But it's to get the word out. Now, if people come to me and say, you know, we're really interested, how did you do it? I definitely I would like to meet with them or talk with them. Right. That's, 
Now, Jerry, one of the challenges that have been or would have to be uh, overcome um, in building interest in these other much wider communities. Christine's just said she'd welcome inquiries, but if people, those inquiries, ask for kind of resource-based help, what would be the challenges there that are going to have to be overcome? Well, the functional challenge we have is our resources are fairly thin, but we need to develop those resources in all the communities. If we're going to expand on a broad basis, there's two ways of expanding an organization. One is the traditional top-down, that is you've got an organization and then you set up branches. And that is uh, one that works. It's very it's, it's a very commercial, if you like, structure. But it's not the kind of structure I, I would envisage for this program to grow. I would see it being a grassroots program. It has to start with people that are interested in doing something. Somebody that's in Woodstock or somebody that's in Albany, somebody, those kinds of places that simply hears about it and says, boy, that's something we should do here. Gets together with two or three other people and makes it happen. That's what creates a fabric of a community because it, it helps build community. It builds a real awareness of need. So I would much prefer to see it grow that way. But the challenge that we have, of course, is one of two things. One is communication. We have to communicate all of this program to people, and that's a very difficult thing because we are at the mercy of the press and uh, radio and so on and so forth. We get a very little television coverage. So there's going to it's going to take a great deal of time and effort to make this happen on a very broad scale. But there are ways to do that. Having said that, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you carry on. No, that's fine. I was just having said that, we I think can eventually count on some coverage from television because there is a television channel, as you know, Gordon, that's being developed right now to highlight disability issues in Canada. And we're looking forward to that being a program that would be covered. Jerry, just to add to that, what about a website? You've got a website, and in the e-card that accompanies this episode, there's the uh, address for it. Um, are do you see the website as being a useful way of getting information out? Oh, yes, it is. It's, uh, there's no question about that, and there's a lot of good information on there. The other thing that people must remember is that if they have specific questions, there's all kinds of contacts on there. Send us a note and ask the question. You'll get an answer, and we'll be happy to help. Right. Now, Talking of help, we've got to take the break at this particular moment, so we'll do that now, and then we're going to come back and talk about uh, what's, what should be happening in the future. So, this is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guests are Christine Bayer and Jerry Ford. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio for Powell River. Please stay with us. We will be back.
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Christine Bayer and Jerry Ford. Um, your Topic, our topic is Artists Unite to Triumph Over Health Adversity. I want to talk now about the things, Christine and Jerry, you intend to do and would like to see done by others to help people triumph over their adversities. And we want, I want to hear too, please, your messages for family caregivers and family members about triumphing over adversity. Adversities, sorry. Christine, what more would you like to do and see done to help people use their innate creativities to triumph over their adversities, especially those adversities that are associated with health challenges? Christine? I would really like the medical community to recognize that creativity is one way to help people overcome their adversities. The difference um, with our group is that the members are themselves triumphant over their adversities and are the ones who are teaching the outreach sessions. Uh, so they're there to support and encourage. When others see um, what we can do, they all want to try. The reason I want the medical community, it could be everyone, it's just that they seem to, they could really, if they see somebody who would probably benefit from something like that, it should be noted and they should, you know, be the ones to say you might want to contact these people. It'd be great for you to try to do some art or whatever. That That's one of my big issues, I guess, right now. Right, great. Jerry, what more would you like to do and see done to help people use their innate creativities to triumph over their adversities, especially those adversities adversities that are associated with mobility challenges. Jerry? Well, Gordon, one of the 
issues we have is being able to reach out to people because as people with mobility issues ourselves, we can only go so far. We can only travel so far. We can only travel in a certain way. What we need is a vehicle, if you like, to carry us. And that vehicle would ideally be a service club. If we were adopted by a service club, if, our, if we were adopted in terms of they would help support us and make this happen across the country, across the province, across the county, it doesn't matter really. The important thing is that it provides a venue, if you like, across a geographic area that is a challenge for us, challenge for all of the people with mobility requirements. Um, people with mobility challenges, it's not just a matter of getting from point A to point B. There's always all kinds of other things that, are, that you're faced with as well. A snowstorm can be devastating. Ice storms, uh, just bad, bad weather, disruption of a service, a bus that you're not used, that you're used to catching, but it's now late. All of these things are barriers. But if we had some group that had a vested interest in making this happen as part of their commitment to serve the community, and most service communities or rather service clubs do commit to serve their communities, if we became effectively the mascot for this unnamed service club, it would make this go, it would take off because it would take off and it would allow everybody that needs to be part of Art the Triumph to participate and participate with support. That's what we need to do. Right. Christine, what's your message for family caregivers and family members about triumphing over adversities? My message is really simple. Try everything and anything to encourage and help overcome the adversities, no matter how unlikely you might think it is in the sense of art. If somebody was an artist before or maybe they saw they saw somebody like at Art the Triumph who does art, you know, don't pressure them, but tell them, why don't you come and try this and bring them over and just try everything and anything. Just don't give up on people. And uh, I think that's really important to realize that even though they're not great artists or they're never going to be great artists, they're going to learn and they're going to have fun and they're going to meet people and bring them out. And that's very important. That's really my message. Right. Jerry, what's your message for family caregivers and family members about triumphing over adversities? I think it's critically important that family members and the, the people that are giving them the care look at things in a very positive light, not critical, that there be an, an era, an era of encouragement so that the people are encouraged to get up, go out and try things very much like Christine has said, but in a somewhat different way in that I talk to them about how they can expand their life. You must remember, these are people whose lives have been narrowing. And if, if all we can do is put a wedge in that narrowing gap, 
and keep it from narrowing more, we've gained a great deal. If, in fact, we can expand it, if we can cleave it apart a little bit, that's going to make a huge difference to these people and their outlook on life. Now, the encouragement, the words I would give to the caregivers is the more you encourage this, the easier your job will be because you will not be dealing with somebody that's getting less and less capable of dealing on their own. You're going to start finding that there are people that are starting to want to do something more. They're finding that they're getting some positive feedback within themselves from putting out this effort. And those kinds of things are invaluable. There's nothing you can do to replace something that contributes successfully to your self-image. That's a message of hope. And it's also a message that's important in dealing with people, the way that people are looking at life, uh, with a risk perhaps of becoming depressed about their circumstances. And so giving them a message that here's something that you never thought you were interested in, but look how well you're doing at it, is one of those reasons why people would want to go out. Now, I would like to just quickly comment on Christine's and desire to see the medical community understand more and also Jerry quickly to comment on your um, focusing on service clubs first of all the medical community as a one time member of it Christine I absolutely support you on that and it fits in in this way that there are things that medical care do does and does well for people with the kind of needs that we're talking about. But it's never sufficient. And doctors know this. And if a doctor, a family doctor, for example, understands that there's something that can generate hope, enthusiasm, interest, commitment to life, um, the doctor will consider it, will urge it, will recommend it. Um, and that's something very powerful. And so, therefore, all I can say is let's try and get out to the medical community. Now, as far as the service clubs are concerned, uh, this is a leading question. And, Jerry, I'm not asking you to answer it online here, but I will at some other time press you on it. I wonder if it would be useful to run an episode of Family Caregivers Unite with you both, one or both of you, talking with a, a service club about the way in which um, you both can cooperate, work together with some very profound and valuable impl implications and results for people who are challenged by these health adversities. Uh, so that's my take on this or my recommendation or my forward looking as a result of this episode. Now, I want to say thank you to Christine and to Jerry for all that you've shared with us, your insights and your advice and also your enthusiasm for the work and also for the way in which you are open to communicating with and working with others who would like to walk the same path that you've walked. So all success to you. I want to say thank you to our listeners. We'd like to hear your comments on this episode. And from our listeners, I'd like to hear about ideas for topics or if you're interested in being a guest on the show. 
Our next episode will be family caregiving and cystic fibrosis. Please join us, same time, same spot on the internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.